0: This week, Matt interviews Kenny McCann from Petros Media. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5
1: to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so.
2: The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton.
0: Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 25 for Friday, January the 29th, 2010. I'm Rod Gomez.
2: And I'm Matt Beckwith. Welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. If you have comments or feedback for the show, leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send them to mail at podcastdocton.com. Coming up on today's show, we update
0: the trash bet. Uh, restaurant review. The review of the iPad. Where do you get your tech news? And Matt's interview with Kenny McCann from Petros Media. But first, a look at the news. The Stockton City Council has to decide how to reduce its budget by $14 million, according to a tweet sent by Susan Eggman, the District 5 council member. Last year, the city was forced to make a $13.7 million reduction, and according to Eggman, this year looks to be more of the same. The 2010 Stockton Stingrays have hit the batting cages for the first time since August of last year. The Stingrays are gearing up for their trip to Rochester, Minnesota in August for the World Series of Beat Baseball. The team has added several new players and is hoping to advance into the later rounds of the tournament this year. The Lexington Hotel in downtown Stockton hosted a hiring event this week that drew thousands of -of out-of-work Stocktonians hoping to make an impression on the thousands of companies looking to hire them. Stockton's unemployment rate hovers around 17%, which is almost a full seven points above the national average of 10%. This has been Podcast Stockton News. One half of Trash Bowl 2010 is set. <laughs>
2: Trash Bowl, I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I named it like that on Twitter. I just uh, will unveil it as Trash Bowl 2010.
2: Trash Bowl 2010. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, so the, the New York Jets had a disappointing game um on uh, on sunday they uh man they, they stunk up the tv
0: it wasn't so much that the jets had a bad game it was the colts just figured out how to beat them
2: yeah they did and you know they um the jets the jets scored first so i was actually uh, i was i had high hopes that they were going uh, to th- they were going to win it but they stunk up and they lost however sunday night in the one of the most nail-biting games i've seen all year maybe because i had something on the line um the uh the Saints really uh, really handed a whooping to uh, Brett Favre and the Minnesota Vikings, huh?
0: Well, it wasn't so much that the Saints handed a whooping; it was the Vikings figured out a way to lose that one in the end. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it it's a tale of two games. is watching those games on Sunday, it was the Colts figured out how to beat the Jets, and the Vikings figured out how to lose to the Saints.
2: <laughs> yeah, they beat themselves. Adrian Peterson, as you and I both responded on Twitter, needs some stickum. Oh,
0: big time, big yeah. stickum.
2: You, you don't you don't you don't fumble that many times, and I just thought. You know, how sad for Brett Favre possibly throwing his last pass ever as an interception in an NFC title game to lose the game, just like the last time he played um, an NFC title game as a Packer had the same result. So it was a a very scary moment. I I did not think that the kicker for New Orleans, the new young guy, was going to nail a 40-yarder. He split the uprights, and I am still alive in Trash Bowl 2010.
0: Yes, and you will not have to pick up trash. Now, you have had plenty of time... To think about a venue because Andy, for sure, we know Andy has to pick up drafts, Yes, but I have not. I have not scouted a place yet. Wait, now the listeners get to pick the the place, right? If no, if you if, lose, if we
2: both lose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Saints, if they go to the Super Bowl and lose, then the, then they get to pick the venue. So you still have time to think, but listeners, you still have time as well because the Saints aren't really. Uh, this isn't one that they are given. They're actually underdogs by three points right now.
2: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: the Saints are three-point underdogs. Now, this is the last time I heard. This was yesterday. The point spread could uh, could be going one way or the next. And, of course, at the time of this filming, it's Wednesday. So by Friday, you don't know what the point spread's yeah. going to be.
2: And, like. uh, you know, Manuel uh, Manuel Montez said that you know maybe he'll scope out one of his job sites and go out there. So we, we do have a little bit of time. We know that Andy um, is going to give up an hour of his time and uh, pick up trash somewhere, and he'll blog about it, of course. Um But, you know, I'm still on the line, so a couple more weeks to wait for Super Bowl, uh, what is it, 43, something like that, I don't know, with the the Super Bowl um, weekend, um, we'll decide if I have to join him and pick up trash, or if if I'll just get to sit at home and um, sip a nice cool drink while Andy's out um, picking up trash.
0: You're not going to be there watching him?
2: I don't know if Come I, on. I'm watching him. I, I if you're help. the winner, you got a gloat, man. Well, why, why would I watch him if I can send you to videotape it, <laughs> film it and stream it live from the iPhone?
0: That's true. Actually, you know what? You're absolutely right. I think that'd be great. I think you streaming it or me streaming it live from the iPhone while you watch at home would be perfect.
2: Yeah. So, um, listeners, be uh, be on the lookout for a couple more weeks for the uh, for the end result. But be thinking of where you want me to pick up trash. If, uh, if, in fact, the Saints do not end with a win. Let's make some Trash Bowl commercials in Aram during Super Bowl Sunday. There you go. There you go. Trash Bowl 2010, almost over.
3: The city is a-rockin' on Podcast Stockton. Hey there, Podcast Stockton listeners. This is Christy with
2: ClosetGoodies.com, bringing you the ads of the week. This week, we have Ugg Boots for Women. We have that perfect book for the expecting father... And we have someone who would like to buy your gold and silver jewelry. Find these ads and many, many more at closetgoodies.com. Remember, where it's always free to search, classifies, post an ad, and advertise for your business. Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. So I no longer have to hang my head in shame when talking about Stockton restaurants. I have finally been to Chuck's.
0: Awesome. That family establishment, that place has been around a while.
2: Yeah, and I can't believe that I've never been there. Even my wife gave me a bad time about never eating at Chuck's until uh, until just, just very recently, just just last weekend. Um, so, bringing you another restaurant review from a fine local establishment. Um, I met uh, Gabriel, a.k.a. Abraxas579, on Twitter and uh, SingleMaltVersus.com. He and I met there for breakfast on Saturday. Um, I had ponied up to him and said, hey, why don't you do a restaurant review? And he, he had a better idea. He said, let's just meet for breakfast. Um, so, uh, my first time there and, um, we got there really early. We were there before eight. He said, if you don't get there before eight, um, on a Saturday, you're waiting a long time. We got there and there wasn't a wait. There was a table open. We took it, but within five minutes, there was a huge wait outside, right at the door. And it's such a small place, um, that you feel like they're right on top of you. (laughs) Our, our table was right by the door, right in the middle, but, um, I was pretty impressed. The first time I've ever been inside the building, I knew where it was, but being inside, it was really tiny, just a few people working. It smelled like you would want greasy food to smell. It smelled awesome. Um, I had a, I had a simple breakfast. I had ham and eggs, and when she asked me um, if I want, I don't remember what she, how she asked, but if I wanted the big one or the little one, <laughs> what's the difference? She said, well, the big one comes with like three big pieces of ham. I'm glad I got the small one because... Their servings are not small at Chuck's. That's
0: what I find about a lot of these uh, local restaurants that uh, that are little local niche restaurants. You know, the servings are huge.
2: Yeah, it was it was a very large breakfast with uh, you know eggs, hash browns, toast, um, ham, um, and it was it, it, like I told Gabriel afterwards, it was like the breakfast that you know that could be made at home, which is you know I, I don't need fancy fancy food when I go to a restaurant and have breakfast. I just want good, decent, taste-like-I-could-cook-it-at-home food. Um, and I definitely got that. Um, Gabriel, even though it was 8 o'clock in the morning, um, opted for the hamburger and fries. And that thing was... I, I didn't I didn't have a hamburger. I can't eat a hamburger at 8 in the morning, but um, that thing lived grubbing. Um, so from, from my perspective, from my side of the table, food was absolutely awesome. I mean, I just i uh, I can't believe that I've gone this long without eating at chucks and like i said everybody's given me given me uh a little bit of grief for not for not doing so the um the other thing that I really like that i'm I'm always real conscious of is is the price i mean the price was phenomenal um i think f- you know for for both of our meals combined i think it was just a little bit over twenty dollars wow yeah so you know it it you know except for the uh the the two ninety nine grand slam or however much they're um uh, they're charging for that, you still, you know, you can't beat it. For the amount of food we got, it was phenomenal. And it's a great, you know, I hate to use the word cozy, but it's a cozy little place, you know, to, to eat and hang out. It's it's It feels like vintage Stockton in that place. Would you agree?
0: Oh, I've never been there. Oh, Remember? you've never been, to, you no. never been to Chuck's? No. Oh. Now, that's why when you keep saying and telling everybody who's giving you a hard time, I'm like, right. well, now everyone could give me a hard time because I've never been to Chuck's either. And If that makes me a bad stock, Tony, and it does, but I just, it's one of those places where I keep going, yeah, I'll get there. Oh, I'll definitely get there. I got to get there. And I just never end up going there.
2: All right. You got to make it soon. I will. Uh, Chuck's Chuck's Hamburgers, um, I guess is their official name. They are at um, 6034 Pacific Avenue and uh, their phone number is 473-9977. I don't have their hours, but I don't think they're open very late, but you can certainly get in there early in the morning. And have breakfast. Um, I'll tell you this, you know, I said, Gabriel said, we need to get there early. So there's not a long wait, but he, he he made an interesting comment to me as we were eating. He said, growing up and going to that restaurant, part of the fun, part of the ambiance of the restaurant is the wait. And, you know, I can see that because as we were sitting there eating and I saw people waiting, people were meeting and, you know, two people would get there, you know, of a party of four or six and they'd wait for the other people to get there. And then, you know, they, they just, have a chance to sit around and talk and, and catch up before they get their table. So I can definitely see that that's a place I wouldn't mind uh, I wouldn't mind waiting in. So
0: is it better waiting experience than at like BJ's or something like that?
2: Oh yeah. BJ's is just a madhouse. Yeah. It's just a madhouse. Although BJ's when you're waiting um, you know, they bring around little pizza samples.
0: <laughs> Do they? I've never gotten a pizza sample from Beach
2: Boys. Oh, every time I'm there, I'm like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take some of that. <sighs> I'll get I'll get full on that stuff.
0: Well, Chuck's Chuck's is just a good place to talk, then, right?
2: Yeah, it is. Get, get great place to eat. Great place to, to if you live in Stockton, you gotta try Chuck's. Um, Pacific Avenue down the street from, um, I think it's a uh, on the corner of Pacific and Swain.
0: Yeah. Anybody wants to take me to Chuck's, then uh, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, I and mean, we can uh, we can have another restaurant review of Chuck's. <laughs> Again, if you have a favorite place in Stockton that you would like reviewed or you would like to review it yourself, um, you know, drop us a line, mail at podcaststockton.com.
0: And so it came to pass that Steve Jobs sat on his leather chair and revealed to the world the iPad.
2: The iPad.
0: The iPad. Now,
2: I I missed I missed the hoopla in the live during the live event, but I tweeted right before the event, or an hour before, maybe a couple hours before, to see what people thought the name might be, and um, I uh I said I don't care as long as it's not iPad,
0: and guess what, you were right. I know I remember reading that tweet too, and I was like, haha, I, I thought. Well, my my final, I thought it was going to be the iTablet. I really did. I mean, I was convinced that it would be the iTablet, but uh, you know, obviously, Steve Jobs knows better than me, so uh, he named it the iPad. Now that name pretty much came with a bunch of uh, people making fun of it on Twitter. Hey, do you know
2: iTampon was a um, was a uh, a trending topic.
0: Isn't that funny though? I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I think iPad's kind of a hokey, dumb name oh, for it. Too, I think it's a lame
2: name, but
0: I don't know if I would equate it to i tampon. That's yeah, that,
2: that 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 was pretty funny. Actually, I saw a tweet from somebody and I didn't believe them. but when um, when I actually looked at trending topics at the time, it was about one o'clock in the afternoon and it was number two. And I'm like, how in the world uh, can i tam and I go, oh, I get it. I-tampon, i tampon iPad, iPad. Yeah. So uh, I think that the name is lame. You seem to think the name is kind of lame. I do. Um, but, you know, forget the name. What do you think about the product?
0: God, I just don't. I, to me, when I saw it, again, not being the Apple geek, I thought, oh, this looks kind of cool. I mean, you know, the, the stuff that you can do on it. I don't know. I'd have to have one in my hands for you to actually convince me that it's going to be something that's actually, you know, I, I think um, <clears throat> is it is it Digiman or Digi-Man? I can't remember which. what
2: It's uh, Diggy.
0: Yeah, Diggy Man
2: on Twitter. He said it best. Or maybe it is Diggy. I don't remember.
0: Either way, he said it best. I want to want it. Somebody's got to make me want it. You know, right now it just, you know, looks cool. It looks like it'll do a whole lot of cool things. And of course, you know, we'll get to this later, but it does when you move the books, uh the pages do move like a normal book. I, like like you wanted like it? Like I wanted it. And so again, didn't I say, didn't I say that that would make me kind of want one? Yeah. And, and so I do. I mean, there's a little cool, neat tricks that, that it looks like it can do. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the jury's still out with me. I, I kind of want it just because, you know, all my geek friends want one. So I kind of want one just for that reason.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you said that, you know, you want to wait until you get one in your hands to actually see it. Rod, sixty days you yep. will get to see one because I am getting one. Yes, he is. I'm getting one. Matt and will be
0: first in line.
2: There is a um, yeah, I, I may even bypass the whole shop, Stockton, first on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I may have forgive to put, us, Stockton. I may have to put my order in online. So, um, I, I'll tell you this: it's it's a it's a th- there is a dichotomy as it relates to my desire to own an iPad, and that um. Uh, and that is that, I am, I am underwhelmed, and if it wasn't for the fact that the price is pretty good, I probably wouldn't get one right away.
0: Yeah, because if it was really nine ninety nine like he had on the well, screen before, would you want one starting at nine ninety nine? Let's not say the high end.
2: Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, they must have been talking about the software.
0: Well, no, 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 nine hundred ninety nine. There oh, was a big, yeah, that oh, big thing, and then they that. shattered it, and it dropped down to four. That was the huge thing. That was like one of the. That's when the the stock Apple stock actually jumped is when they announced the price. Literally, I was watching the stock, thank you Matt. I was watching the stock and as soon as they said, as soon as that little shattered shattered and it shattered into 499, all of a sudden it jumped like 5 points. So, you know, they were like cuz Steve had 999 up on the board for a while and he actually the stock dipped a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he was like we're going to start this out at and then all of a sudden 999 shattered and it turned into 499 and even me even I said whoa, out loud. And my fiance kind of looked at me like I was kind of dumb, but yeah, she didn't a, know what I was doing. I,
2: I didn't see that. I mean, I haven't watched the whole video yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't know. But I saw heard something about online about that. I didn't realize that that's what they did. But, um, you know, I should have sold at that moment my stock because I've, I've said before that I'm going to buy one. I'll buy it as soon as it comes out. And um, I will finance it by selling um, 10 shares of Apple stock. I don't need to sell 10 to buy it because... Uh, Apple's trading north of $200, but, um, I can get rid of, you know, I even told my wife, I said, Hey, you know, if I was going to, I was going to lose 10, get rid of 10 shares of stock and I could buy two of them, but she doesn't want one. We could just, we'll, we'll share one, but I'm going to get one. I'll tell you what disappointed me. And that was this whole time I kept thinking it was going to be a tablet computer and it's, which meant to me that it would run Mac OS. It's not running Mac OS. It's running iPhone OS or iPad OS. And actually, as I was scrolling through, looking at the pictures and reading um, Andy's tweets, because you know what? Mac Rumors sucked. I told a lot of people to go check out Mac Rumors' Twitter feed. It sucked. Follow Brewery33 on these kind of things. Because he did a a better play-by-play. But I I was at the point where, you know what? I don't want it. I'm instantly talked out of it. I don't want it. Until I saw the the fact that they're going to run iWork applications. So you can do spreadsheets, you can do presentations, you can do Word documents. And the, those software applications are going to be much cheaper. They'll be lighter versions. But for 10 bucks, you can buy the, the software apps. So that starts to make it more of a computer. And really, all I wanted it for was just web surfing at home when I'm sitting on the couch um, when my kids have hijacked my MacBook. So for that reason, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I, I, I can't I not buy it. Um, but it's not as exciting as I thought it would be. But even, and I was thinking about this earlier, my major disappointment again is that the OS is just an iPhone OS. But the thing that's got me jazzed is it's all about the software. This is the version one. The first version of the iPhone didn't have search. You couldn't move icons. There's a bunch of stuff you couldn't do that you can do now. And this software it, because it's it's all software driven and um you know developers will be able to create some awesome applications it it, it will grow 1.0 will be kind of lame from a software perspective but it'll get better so i will be i will be the proud owner of an ipad <laughs> ipad um version 1.0 in fact I, I may put my order in as soon as i'm able to i don't know if they are taking orders online I don't now i think they're taking orders i know they said it ships in 60 days so I will thing, have yeah. an iPad. But Twitter, local Twitter was all a storm um about it. There was some uh, some that liked it, some that uh, some that didn't like it, some that vehemently didn't like it. Um, uh, lots of uh, comments about the the name. I think Andy said it best is what's gonna happen when somebody in, in goes to a Apple store in Boston and says, Yeah, I want an iPad and they bring out an iPad and the guys no I want an iPad. Give me um, the
0: the small iPad, you know, yeah. the iPad.
2: The iPad that plays the music. Yeah. So um now that we've offended all of our uh, Newton all of our New England listeners,
0: uh, they'll take
2: it. Um so uh that that was pretty funny. Again, the name is lame. Um I don't like it. I I may just call it my uh, as I said last time my Mac um Mac tablet netbook thingy. <laughs> Mac TNT
0: you know what disappoints me is that there's no there's no camera come on how right. can you have something like that without a camera didn't I mean, even
2: didn't even think about that you're absolutely right you know That's no lame. camera
0: it's just to me again you you cannot and somebody pointed out today it was perfect they were like the even the iPod Nano has a camera in it now albeit via a video camera but you know you can't have a tablet without a camera it just doesn't make any sense to me to have that kind of a device with no camera. Um, that that kind of disappointed me. Um, just the fact that it didn't feel like anything new. Like literally this doesn't. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, people that I was listening to on the stream today made a good point. It, it kind of feels like Minority Report now. But, you know, it just doesn't feel new to me. Like, you've been able to touch and drag around stuff for a while now, right? So, it just really does kind of feel like a bigger version of the iPhone. Granted, I don't have an iPhone. But at the same time, you know, if somebody comes up to me with this iPad and says, here, check this out, I'm going to go, well, this looks kind of like your iPhone, only bigger.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I, I think I will like it a lot for web surfing. And as I said the last time when we talked about this, that I want one that will be able to do books better than a Kindle. I think it does. The iBook uh, thing looks great. Um, and also magazines. I, I, I see this as a tool for magazines, um, you know, to, to distribute their, their content, you know, outside of just an RSS feed, which is boring, but in a rich media environment. Um, and I, I, think it'll support that and, and I'll buy it. And I don't know if I'm going to buy, I, I'm pretty much sold on the fact that I'm not going to buy one with 3g. Although it is, I don't like the fact that you got to decide when you buy it, if you want it with 3g or not. Um, obviously cause one has the intent and the other doesn't, but I can't imagine that I would need to roam the streets with this thing. Um, especially I, with no camera. Yeah, so and like, I don't want to, and I don't need another bill. So maybe <laughs> I'll use my iPhone for that. I think I'll just get the Wi-Fi version when I'm at home, when I'm in a hotspot. Every nearly everybody that I, I think everybody I know, um, has a Wi-Fi. Network, you know, they run Wi-Fi in their house. So I think I'll go Wi-Fi, and I think I'll like it. Um, I'll try the books out, but uh, you'll you'll certainly get a full report. Lot, uh, you'll get a report here on Podcast Stock in the moment that I get it maybe we'll do an unboxing ceremony
0: Yeah, on video we'll catch it for you so Play by play
2: another thing that I, I found on Twitter today that um, it was a shock I didn't know it but um, from Jonathan Colton who's my I would call him my favorite internet musician this guy's phenomenal uh, if you don't know this the song code monkey then shame on you um, but Jonathan said uh, according to Apple tech specs the iPad only works if it's between 32 and 95 degrees Fahrenheit I didn't know that weird that's going to suck, especially with these um, Stockton summers. Oh, think about it, yeah. So um, I'd be curious to know, now that it's unveiled, I uh, want to know what, uh, what everybody else out there thinks about it. Give us a call. Leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send us an email to mail at podcaststockton.com. And um, like I said, as soon as I get mine in my hot little hands... Twitter, Facebook, all of our uh, all of our listeners will be the first, second and third people to know.
0: Hey, I'm going to start a new website too. It's going to be called Buy Me an iTablet. I mean, excuse me, an iPad.
2: Buy Me an iPad. BuyMeAniPad.com. Oh, you better talk to uh, you better talk to Tom, hey. um Nerf he- Squeezer. Hey, Nerf Squeezer, Buy Me an iPad. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so speaking of uh, all this technology and all this and all these announcements um, last week we asked our listeners to let us know um, where they get their tech news and you know how do they get their 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 daily uh, tech fix of what's going on in in, in the tech world. Um, so before we before we um, find out what some of our listeners say, what where, where do you where do you get your tech news? How do you stay on top of all, all the new technology, Rod?
0: Anywhere the tweets send me. I'm telling you right now, I there's no set list of places that I go because. In my daily research of Twitter, there's so many places that people send me for my tech news that, uh, like, I can't even keep track. So, yeah, wherever you guys send me, that's where I go.
2: Yeah, you know, that's, that's an interesting concept. It's the, it's no longer, you're no longer tied to a single source or a single site that you're using this, this you know, this other stream. And when we get to Andy's message in a minute or so you'll hear a lot of the same themes there. So I'm not, I'm trying not to not use his words, but he, um, you know, you, you, you have a good point that everybody is throwing a bunch of little bits at you all the time that you don't have to just go to one website, one source, one podcast, one magazine. You have all these people, however many people you follow. Some of them are throwing you tech stuff all the time.
0: Yeah. And it's my followers or the people that I follow that, that is, that's their, that's their gig. Uh, I don't really follow a lot of people that don't have a lot of technical savvy. So, you know, I, I get uh, I get 15, 20, 30 people a day throwing me stuff from Mashable, throwing me stuff from, you know, TechCrunch or, or CNET, you know, and it just wherever, wherever that day, you know, there seems to be topics of the day. Uh, I find a lot of my friends focus on one thing every day. And sometimes it happens to be the same thing. Sometimes there's four or five people that are, are tracking the same subjects and they don't know each other. But that seems to be what they're doing on on that given day, and so I just follow that.
2: So are, are there are there particular people on Twitter that uh, that have a, a good um, a good signal to noise ratio as it relates to to quality links and such like that?
0: Oh God, if we have to say Andy's name one more time on this show, and Andy's an Andy's one of the good ones that I that <laughs> I definitely uh, you're another one. You always throw some good stuff out there, um, Annie Sorensen. Uh, for those of you, she's not a local local Twitter. She's from uh Kansas City, Missouri, but uh she's got a lot of good stuff that she throws out. Gary V. Um these these guys are the ones that Gary, I
2: Gary who? Gary V. Um,
0: Gary Ven never never heard of him. Yeah, no. No, I'm just
2: kidding. i just I said that for uh for uh the select members of our audience that just wanted to uh crush their iPod when they heard me say that. I know who <laughs> Uh, crush the odds. just catch yeah, that crush, crush the their iPad. ipod so uh yeah i know who gary v is yeah of course he's, he's uh definitely has some good stuff out there as well yeah
0: and so again those are those are a lot of the people that uh, i value their their tech tweets um alexis diaz she's got another but they're more of the the um
2: alexis diaz is local she's uh yeah she's yeah. modesto
0: yeah but she uh she does tech she does social media a lot too yeah though. she
2: does she does she has and she has ones that um, are very interesting and they're from sources I've never heard of, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So that's what I like too. So again, wherever, wherever the tweets send me is, uh, is where I like to go. But, uh, I know you actually are a hardcore website, man. You love to go to your favorite ones.
2: I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm hardcore. I actually, um, I don't follow a lot of this, a, a lot of links. Um, I'll tell you what, you want me to, you want me to click something in your, in your, um, in your tweet, do a twit pick. I mean, I look at everybody's twit pics. Me too. Sometimes it's dangerous, but I look at I look at them all. I mean, if you took the time to take a picture, I'm gonna take I'm gonna look at it. Um, but I don't follow everybody's links. There are some people I will re- I will follow their links because I know it's gonna be quality. Then there are some people that tweet all the time and there are links that I don't care about. And, th- and then there are people that tweet links with nothing. There's no content, just a link. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what this is. Put some put some context around it and a few characters that tell me what the heck you're, you're talking about but I agree with you I get I get some of my some of my um, my tech fix from those but what I end up doing is I'll find a site through a Twitter link and I'll say you know what I'm gonna start I'm gonna start going to that site regularly and I bookmark it or I'll add it to my RSS aggregator and and go that way um, but I think I need to get better about reading people's links um, from Twitter I'll tell you if somebody is Tweeting a link to their own site, their own blog, their own videos, whatever. I look at that all the time, but you know, there are people out there that just tweet way too many links, and you know, oftentimes they're just the same things that they were, you know, two hours before. So
0: it's time consuming. Don't don't
2: get me wrong. Yeah, there's there's noise out there, and and there's in some cases maybe the people I follow in general, but there's more noise than signal. And like I said, I have my favorites, um, and you don't you don't send out a lot of links. So when you send out a link, I click it. I don't even question it. You know, this is something that's got to be interesting. Um, but, you know, in some regard, I, I am a little old school in that I have my favorite websites. You know, in my Safari, I have a, I have a tech um, uh, folder that's full. I don't go to all those anymore, but um, I, I break my, my tech news fix into a couple different categories. There's the the kind of the newsy tech, and because I'm a Mac guy, I'm always looking to see what's new on the Mac world. Um, I go to a TUAW, the unofficial Apple weblog. I love their iPhone app. I love their, um, their uh, website. Um, also Mac rumors, although today something happened to their site, it was down. So I'm probably just going to, you know, as I said on Twitter, I'm going to break up with them completely. No more Twitter feed, no more, no more looking at their sites. Um, from a, from a fun tech, you know, interesting, you know, bizarre tech. Um, i tell you what, one of my favorite podcasts is, um, totally cool tech done by Norbert Davis, who's in Elk Grove, by the way, he's a local person. I listened to his show before, had no idea he was in Elk Grove. And then one time I'm at a, at a Sacramento Kings game and I'm tweeting and I did a, a nearby or search for Kings and saw that he was tweeting from the same game. I never knew he was local, but uh, totally cool tech um, is a, uh, is a, is a great, he does a weekly show. He's, he used to do a, um, a daily show. He's got, I don't know how many shows, 400, maybe more. Um, yeah, 433 shows at totallycooltech.com. It's now weekly. It's a little bit longer than his daily show used to be, but he has all these crazy, amazing technology things that you would never have thought of. And he finds the most insane, crazy tech. Sometimes he has you know tech that you know a hundred thousand dollar piece of technology that nobody will ever buy. They're concept things. But um, I listen to his show weekly um, from a um, from a kind of comedic standpoint. You know, Technorama is my favorite tech podcast. They talk about science, sci-fi, tech, geek, humor, things like that at uh, ChuckChat.com slash Technorama. Links, of course, to all this stuff will be in our show notes. Um, I'll say that my, my favorite Mac-related podcast, Mac OS Ken, even though, Rod, even though you're not a, a Mac fan, you got to check out this guy's show. He does a daily show. He just celebrated four years. Um He's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes and um, he has a daily, you know, 10 to 12, 13 minute news segment on everything that happened the day before in the Mac world.
0: I'll have to listen Mar to get his take on the iPad.
2: Yeah, I- I'm interested too. Today, his show, he had a special episode. It was a rebroadcast of one of his um, his uh, paid shows. Um, it was an interview with Vernon Reed, the guitar player from uh, Living Color, who's a big Mac fan. This guy's interviewed Steve Wozniak. He's interviewed a bunch of people. Um, for his his uh his Saturday show, which is a a paid show, but his Monday through Friday stuff is free. He has a great iPhone app, um, and uh, he he to me is the authority. He's the best aggregator of all Mac news, from the written side. Um, I like TechCrunch. That's probably the one I go to a lot. CNET. Um, I like the CNET lists. You know, the top ten. You know, new things in mobile tech, those kinds of things. Um, but we did we did actually hear from some of our listeners. Um, we got a voicemail from Andy. Welcome Andy back, our, Andy. Our, our own Andy Rooney. So well, let's take a listen and see where Andy gets his tech from.
1: Hey, Matt and Rod.
3: It's Andy, the lovable brewery 33 from Twitter.com, and I'm calling to answer your question in regards to the tech news. Uh, I tend to follow the trends of my favorite tech celebs, such as Kevin Rose, Jace Calcanis, Gina Trapani, Leo, Leo Laporte, just to name a few. I use my feed from Twitter and will usually follow links to sites such as TechCrunch and Mashable. I don't really have a daily reading habit of any of the blog sites, so I kind of cherry pick stories from my Twitter feed. I basically use Twitter to aggregate the information into various lists of interests. I use it kind of like a scroll at the bottom of your at the bottom of the screen on your favorite news channel. Uh, if you don't use a Twitter client. Yeah, you probably will have trouble keeping up with my style of information dissemination, but everyone does things just a little bit different. So I use t- Twitter as my fire hose and disseminate the tech by utilizing the group function of my client at the moment, which is TweetDeck. Um, I do spend more time at a desktop and, therefore, spend countless hours with my Twitter feed and it sub-se- and its subsequent, subsequent links, But the mean potatoes in my tech information source is through podcasts. Um, I run in the morning, so I have usually 30 to 40 minutes with my iPod, and that gives me enough time to take in the better part of a tech-centric podcast. I follow a lot of the This Week In series, like This Week in Tech, This Week in Google, This Week in Windows. Uh, Laporte usually has an all-star cast of industry peeps that debate the week's hottest stories. The insight and level of understanding of his guests have – It it kind of breaks the stories wide open for me and allows me to comprehend the technical aspects of the news nugget. I listen to these guys every time, but that doesn't mean I don't listen to Podcast Stockton, and I've got a new local listen, which is uh, Single Malt uh, versus Entertainment. Um, So there you have my tech news picks. I ingest tweets and follow links, but for the most part I'm listening to the industry's best and brightest talk about what they think is most important, which is more valuable to me as they're talking about what is probably what I should be researching in order to stay in the know within tech. So, Matt and Rod, each and every week I look forward to your podcast because your product is one of the few outlets that allows my two favorite things other than my wife and daughter, Stockton and Tech. Um, A thousand thank yous to both of you for putting in the work so slackers like me can listen and volume my opinion into a forum forum of like-minded individuals. Keep doing your thing, and as always stay fresh.
0: Thanks guys. For the record, I did not get a chance to listen to Andy's call until just now. So everything he, I said, he said, uh, again, like-minded individuals we are, are we? Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you're not a slacker, not, um, not at all. So, um, a couple of, um, a couple of comments about, uh, Andy's call. Andy, thanks again for calling. We appreciate you every week, picking up the phone and, uh, and giving us a call. Um, so he talked about, um, you know, Kevin Rose, which is a, a staple for me. Um, been with, uh, Dignation, the Dignation podcast, even though I'm not a big fan of the Dig site, don't really use it, but the Dignation podcast, um, been there since episode one with uh, him and Alex, um, talked about Leo Laporte. Um, I'm not a big Leo fan and I feel like, uh, I feel like I should
0: be ashamed of that. I, uh, you know, he's always on Stickem all the time and it's, it's always the number one show on, on the, uh, most well, I mean, Even the live streams. And, um, you know, I just can't get into, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm, you have to, you know, throw flashy stuff in my face. But I'm not into the whole watching people like a radio station thing when they're doing their thing. I don't know. That's just me. Uh,
2: So, random question.
0: Have you ever met Leo? Never met Leo.
2: Gracious guy. You've met him? I have met him. He, a couple years ago at Macworld. There was a um, there was a podcasting forum at um, uh, the Apple Store on uh, Stockton Street after the event after the MacWorld and um, I got there pretty early got a good seat and uh, afterwards everybody was just sitting around talking so I I met you know Shelley Brisbane from Shelley's podcast uh, Ken Ray from Mac OS Ken Victor Cayao from the typical Mac user and Leo Laporte, and um, that other guy who writes for the Baltimore the Florida paper um, Victor Anatko. I always say his name wrong but um, Uh, if, if you, if you, uh, if you listened or watched Leo Laporte, you know who I'm talking about. Um, but got to spend a couple minutes talking to to Leo and this was a couple years ago when he was talking about the monetization of, of podcasting. And, uh, he was very generous and I'm just, you know, some, some beat off the street and, um, you know, he was huge even back then, but, uh, you know, great guy. I listened to him for a little while afterwards just cause it was like, yeah, that was cool. I kind of met that guy. But ever since then, it's, he's just he's just too much he's everywhere and I don't I don't get I don't get the edge and I don't get the um I don't get the uh you know some some tech you know writers they 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 have that that edge you know they're not afraid to say something stupid they're not afraid to you know to, to challenge the you know what everybody else thinks is cool and to me Leo's just I don't know
0: well he's just not for me here's what I equate Leo to in the sports scene and and maybe and you talk about edge I equate uh him to Gary Ratnich. Not, Gary Radnich has more edge than Leo does when it comes to talking sports. You know, Gary Ratnich will, will throw out the occasional controversial statement. But Gary Ratnich just goes, you know. He just kind of talks and talks. And I understand that that's the nature of talk radio. But I listen to about 10 minutes of his show and I've heard everything he's got to say. And I feel like that's the same way with Leo. You know, it's almost like I'm listening to the same show every time. And his shows are long. You know, because yeah. he'll be on Stickem for a while live, like couple of three, four hours, and you can't hold my attention that long.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's obviously got the audience, so he's doing something right. but yeah. I just I, I don't check him out. I, I do. I've occasionally checked out um uh Twip this week in photography, but I haven't checked out any other um this week segments. Maybe we should have called this show this week in Stockton. What ah, if they sue go. us? This week in Stockton. The other one that um Andy mentioned was uh Jason. Um, Calacanis, I think is his pronounced his name. I didn't know who this guy was till the other day. Do you, you know who this is? He's on. No, Twitter. I just saw
0: the ad. Jason, people yeah. were saying he was playing with the tablet long before it was uh, uh, the iPad.
2: Yeah. Well, did you did you read today that uh, he he made it all up? <laughs> did he really? Yeah, he didn't have it. I didn't think so. He uh, and he he had a great tweet yesterday where he said that that Steve Jobs is gonna bring somebody. Um, uh, he's going to bring the the creator of Farmville that stupid Facebook game on stage and they're going to make this announcement that Farmville is on the eye, is is on this new iTablet. Oh, that
0: would be so um terrible <laughs> and when
2: he did that I'm like okay I don't believe this guy now but yeah. he he came out today and uh, confirmed he doesn't have one he's never seen one um And in fact, uh, reading one of his tweets from earlier today, he says, I haven't used it, but based on the specs, the iPad is a huge disappointment, not a revolutionary product, just a bigger iPhone. Hey, sounds like what you said. Hmm, Hello. But um, so, yeah, but he got a lot of people thinking that he really did have one. So that that was kind of, I'm following this guy now. And actually, um, I didn't even know who he was. Um, I I knew, I know his uh, website, um, Mahalo.com, but I had never heard of this guy, or at least not his name. So I'm
0: sure he built up a lot of followers because of this. Supposed I, cause I know a lot of people were retweeting them and I was like, well, who the heck is this guy?
2: Yeah. Yep. So, uh, thanks again, Andy, for the call and for all of you that, um, wanted to call, but just didn't shame on you. Shame for shame. Um, so we did get a response on, um, on our Facebook podcast Stockton, uh, sorry, facebook.com slash podcast Stockton, uh, asked what, where people get their, their tech news. Got a, a, um, comment from a, an old, an old friend of mine, Sam Haddad. And uh, Samer said he gets his tech news from Leo Laporte's website. I know that because he's always talking about him online. Uh, also from ingadget.com Revision Three, and uh, and TechSpot. Um, so those are those are some great sites. Have you ever have you ever been to Revision Three? Do you know who Revision Three is? No, I never have. That's uh, that's Kevin Rose's company. Ah, um, see, there's just
0: so much out there. It's just like a. I mean, that's the that's the problem with trying to get your tech news is that there's just so much out there.
2: Yeah, Re- Revision Three puts out some great stuff. One of the things that they did. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Revision 3. It was certainly in their style. They had a video podcast that was um, a... There was a small, like, iPhone version and then a huge HD version. There was a, supposed to be a weekly show, and it was called Stump the Chef. There was this cool, kind of young, urban, hip kind of chef, and these guys would give him three ingredients, three random ingredients, and he would have to make a meal out of it. It's like it, chopped. It was the most amazing show. He had... You know, like one show they gave him, you know, like duck, um, uh, was it, um, I can't can't even think of the ingredients, but, um, the three ingredients, one of them is usually not even edible, but three things. And you have to make this, he has to make this great meal and he did it. And most of the time people didn't like the food, but it's one of, it was at one point, one of my most, uh, my favorite video podcasts. it was just something fun to watch. But uh, I think that was a, a Rev3 product. Um, at one point, Revision Three had so many different video podcasts and and shows that uh, I, I just lost track. Now it's just Dick Nation's all I would used to ever listen to.
0: I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I do get uh, some of my tech news from uh, Philip DeFranco's brand new YouTube channel, like Totally Awesome. Um, it's actually uh, he he reviews game, video games, uh, movies. And now the latest uh, edition that he has is called the Quad, which is an opportunity for uh, YouTubers to actually submit their reviews. And uh, each, I think, I think he does this once a week, where it's it's uh, there's four screens. You have the opportunity to click on one of them and uh, and vote the your favorites in. So they review oh, cool. video games, tech stuff, whatever. So it, it's YouTube channel called like totally awesome. Uh, you can find it at youtube.com slash like totally awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's good. I mean, he really, there's a, a high production value in that. It's not just a bunch of, uh, you know, crap people sitting in front of a uh, uh, webcam playing a guitar, which not to say that, you know, that's not, <laughs> but you know, if you're going to go to YouTube to watch that, eh, right. that's cool. Uh,
2: yeah. We got a, uh, a tweet from, um, from Greg Barr, Griffin 209 on Twitter. He says, he goes to appleinsider.com, cnet.com, and wired.com. I Wire, think uh, yeah, Wired's that's... another one, An- another staple that uh, that I visit. Is Wired still put out a magazine?
0: Uh, no, not that I know of. But then again, I'm online all the time, so. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, uh. um, Steven Lowry, uh, SLowry12 on Twitter, said, Engadget, CNET, Gizmodo, another one that I had forgotten about. Apple and uh, Apple Insider are, are his favorites. Uh, I-, I like Gizmodo. Um, they uh, they uh, every once in a while have... Um, crazy lists and, and new product I love rumors. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a junkie when it comes to rumors of products that are coming out. Cause they're almost never true. Um, although a lot of stuff about the iPad was true, but, um, you know, there's. Well, a lot. But you
0: could not be right about the iPad right. unless they busted out something that we had predicted all the stuff that was going to happen, like cooking your <laughs> meals or, you know, healing, washing your, your dishes, washing your dishes. Curing yeah. cancer. Yeah. That that's not going to happen. Curing athletes foot. Yeah. It's just that kind of stuff. Unless it did that, then it'd be revolutionary.
2: Yeah. So there's uh there's your list of all the places where um some of us get our our tech news fix. Um if there is if there's a, an obvious one that we missed, let us know. Um you know, tweet us, facebook us, call us, email us, you know, there's keep begging for all these ways of getting a hold of us. You know how to get a hold of us. Hey, I'm joined live today in the Outback Studios by Kenny McCann from Petros Media. Kenny, thanks for coming on to podcast often. Thank you. It's great to be here. So uh, tell me about Petros Media and Petros.tv. What are you doing with that?
1: Petros Media, the goal is to kind of be like a Hulu for Catholic media uh, to aggregate and produce, you know, high quality Catholic media. And
2: uh, so what'd you, uh, where'd you come up with this idea?
1: Um, it was either me or my business partner, you know, we we needed a name, kind of, again, similar to Hulu, that's short, but it's easy to say, but it has something to do with their faith, but that's not going to knock, you know, it's just not over, overtly Catholic, so we thought, you know, Petros sounded good, you know, so that's, uh, I think it's a perfect fit.
2: And the and the origin of the name?
1: Uh, it's Peter, it's great for Peter, so it's kind of very Catholic, you know, it's a, our first Pope Peter, so okay. it ties in very well.
2: All right, so at some point before you started Petros TV um you were doing something else and something happened or or there was some you know some um some catalyst for you to say hey i want to start something like hulu.com for um for fellow catholics what was that that got you even down this road
1: what started is getting laid off from CBS 13 you know that day i was just like wow i mean i was pretty upset of course being laid off but after i started thinking about it you know I actually think about joining the priesthood you know During that day, I said, "All right, maybe be a priest or whatever." But long story short, ended up going to Florida for the um, marketing of the movie Bella. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that movie at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, after that internship, I was motivated to do something myself, very similar, Um, something that would you know help change society for the better. And I thought, you know, I should do a documentary and start. uh, I did a documentary about the 40 Days for Life campaign in Sacramento. and it's forty days and forty nights in front of abortion clinic praying, and um, I did my I did a documentary and last year actually screened it at the Stockton Empire Theater, and oh, okay. where about two hundred people showed up. So that that originally was Luminous Pictures. That's pretty much how Petro started.
2: Okay, and then uh, so you said you worked for CBS thirteen. What did you do there?
1: I was a news photographer. So I shot for actually Good Day Sacramento and CBS thirteen. Why shot live shots and.
2: So, I, you know, this is uh, this is this is me being naive, but I didn't realize until recently that the the people with the video cameras at news stations were called photographers. Yep. I always think of a photographer as a still photographer. Um, And I, I don't know, I still because I shoot a lot of pictures and I don't consider myself a photographer, but uh, that word photographer to me is still shot. And I guess it's universal that. If you work for a news station and you're a photographer, you're not the one shooting stills. You're shooting video.
1: I thought the same thing before I get any these, you know, the jobs at TV stations. I always thought it was they're videographers, but yeah, they're, for some reason they're called photographers.
2: That makes sense. So, uh, so did you like doing? Did you like being the photographer for a news station?
1: I loved it. That's pretty much was my actually my dream job was to be at the Stockton Bureau working for CBS 13. Yeah, that was since I was you know I think eighth grade. That's what I wanted to do.
2: So what? um um so what kind of what kind of stories did you shoot? Any any anything interesting? Anything that uh, jumps out?
1: Hmm. Any any. I shot a lot of things. Stuff? I mean, a lot of things. So, uh, like, I was actually going to work downtown off the Crosstown Freeway. There was a truck on fire. I got that. And actually, to um, I, I driving down I five. I saw smoke. Oh, well, there's smoke. There's fire. So I actually um, uh, I shot a house fire before the firefighters actually got there. So that was kind of sticks out in my mind.
2: So, uh, did you call the cops? Did you call the fire department first or did you just start shooting I started shooting just do my job oh man well hopefully he only got hurt
1: <laughs> it, was, it was on the scanner too so they were, they were okay, there I okay i just got there i just beat him so
2: I, I i wonder about that there's been some talk about that as it relates to twitter because when there's um there's an accident or an emergency and people their first response is to take a picture and tweet it to be that first one so they mm-hmm. can get on the news as opposed to maybe stopping and Trying to help somebody,
1: <laughs> right? I mean, you should probably help the person first, but I did hear it on the scanner too, so it wasn't, okay. you know. I
2: <laughs> well, that, that's interesting to uh, you know to be the first one there before, and I, so it's just it was just luck that you were out. You saw it. It's luck. Drove there. Wow. So, um, um so you said that the some of the the idea behind doing Petro's TV is to be like Hulu. Mm-hmm. So, what stuff do you have out on the horizon um, for Petro's?
1: So, what I want to do is. Um, partner up with third-party Catholic media that's either already online or does broadcast and put them on a central location which is Petros TV and to make it easier for Catholics to access this high-quality Catholic media just like what Hulu does with NBC Fox ABC they aggregate to one location it's very simple to do just click a button and you're there
2: are are there other sites that are similar to yours um? In, there's in, in a site. The uh, there's
1: faith? called My Catholic Voice. Um, they do. They kind of aggregate, but it's more of like a, as far as video, it's more kind of YouTube-ish, or it's lower quality.
2: Oh, so it's it's user-generated, viral Co- type correct, stuff. Correct. Correct. And um, uh, so is the the content focused around video? And that's is that?
1: It's mainly video. Right now I think I'm open to using audio as well, but for right now, we're just strictly video.
2: Okay. Would you consider yourself a video geek? Working in the news, the video. I guess kind of, yeah.
1: I'd probably be a video geek, probably.
2: <laughs> so, uh, are you producing any any other um, original video or any other anything new?
1: Actually, yes. Uh, once a month, I uh, I record the Catholic Forum. So they have a you know a Catholic speaker, and a few months ago, you know, for example, they have a bishop. They had the bishop of Sacramento there, so I recorded that and I put it online. And also, too, recorded the Walk for Life. So I did all the speakers for their Walk for Life website. So that's going to be on. Hopefully, coming on next week.
2: Okay, so do you do video video editing as well or are you just putting up raw footage?
1: Video editing. It's all edited.
2: All right. So what what kind of tools are you using?
1: I use Final Cut. Oh, and LifeType, so.
2: <laughs> so you're a Mac you're a Mac user.
1: Yep, I'm a Mac nerd.
2: All right. Well, hey, you're uh, you're you're in good company with with me and as we talked <laughs> about recently, most of our listeners. So uh uh so side question, are you are you looking forward to what Apple's going to announce this week? Do you think it's going to be Actually no. Cuz no, I can't afford not. it anyway, <laughs> so
1: it doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well if you could afford it would you be looking forward to a tablet
1: uh, um you know i don't know i i'm really to be honest i don't know i yeah. I mean
2: it might be one of those markets that they may have to create I, I can't imagine editing video or or audio on a tablet it's i mean i can't edit video or audio on my 13 inch uh, macbook right i need my 24 inch iMac
1: and how many inches will it be uh, no one knows yet. Okay, but
2: the rumor is it'll be ten and a half.
1: Oh, well, so I wouldn't need it then. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> can't
2: do video editing on a tablet. Um, maybe maybe you can do some some um, touch-ups on some photography, but you can't do video and timeline <laughs> type editing. You know, audio or video on a hmm. ten and a half inch screen. Like I said, I I want the biggest monitor, the most monitors right. you can possibly get, and all the. Uh, you know, all the processing power in the world, not, not, you know, not a netbook for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. That, that's for surfing the web.
1: Sounds right. like a glorified iPhone, but we'll yeah. wait, and, wait and see.
2: Yeah. We'll, we only have a couple more days. So great. All right. So, um, now onto the, uh, the four famous questions that uh, I shouldn't say famous cause they're not that famous. They're famous for 24 people that have sat in the chair before you literally and figuratively. So, um, so how long have you been in Stockton?
1: pretty much of my life I've been here for the past 10 years kind of off and on I'm in the air force so I've been away for quite a bit I come back go away again come back so it's kind of either through jobs or like military you so you've know, so you've training.
2: seen other places other than Stockton Yes I have so and you still you've still decided to at least for now come back here so
1: well, Stockton does not that bad once you get out and travel the world so
2: Yeah I hear that a lot that's a uh, that's my um you know my mission is to change the stockton slogan to um stockton welcome back
1: <laughs> i really appreciated stockton especially when i went through i was going through new mexico on a mission trip and going through las cruces like wow they don't even have bushes there so it makes you appreciate stockton
2: <laughs> true all right so what do you like about stockton
1: one of the things i like about stockton is that the opportunities actually has it has given me um when i was 16 i was a wedding videographer so i was probably making more money in one day than my other friends were making in two weeks working at Burger King or McDonald's, mm. and also got the chance to work at Channel ninety seven. So it gave me a lot of news experience, and also working at SJTV, you know, with Comcast again, a lot of hands on experience. I probably wouldn't have gone to any other place. So,
2: wow, cool. So, um, do you have a do you have a favorite Stockton memory?
1: Yes, uh one of my favorites is actually a uh, Sundown Little League. Um, wow. I still remember my first opening day there. It would just smell the grass. The excitement of that, you know, you're like eight years old, or I forgot, I don't know what the age is when you start out little league, but it just always sticks in my mind. I mean, every I still remember the teams I played for. It's just incredible experience.
2: Yeah, I have a friend who um, coaches on little league, and uh, sundown still gets gets um, pretty crazy right at uh, at opening weekend. So (laughs) um, my I I have daughters that have never played. uh, They played softball, but no baseball. And um, but I can I can. I can see it every year when they do it here uh, at, at at sundown. So that, that that's definitely a good one. So what what do you do for fun in Stockton?
1: One of the fun things I actually like to do is go to the gym. I belong to InShape City. So I actually like enjoying working out, uh try to stay in shape and just went to the new one downtown and give them a plug. It's Great new gym! I would suggest anyone check it out. Where's it?
0: Where's
2: the new one? Is it in the old? Um, I call it the Death Star
1: building. Uh, I think it's the old Pacific Bank building. Yeah, yeah, so the it, one right
2: a, there on Center and between yes. uh, Center and El Dorado. And
1: actually, um, it reminds you oh, the one I, I been in New York City. Uh, I went to a 24-hour sport, one of their higher-end ones, and remind me just like that. So it's a great, great gym downtown.
2: Oh, nice. Do you go to the in um on the north side at uh, Hammer and? Kelly? I go there, but so is it? Uh, um, I, I, of course, live nearby there, but is I just noticed yesterday that there's a new sign out front. Is how long's that been there? Do you know? A big, I don't know. huge sign outside in front. It's wasn't there. I mean, I don't know how long it's been there, but I just noticed it yesterday, and it, it sticks out. It's a nice looking sign, but
1: I think I it's don't a know. Bit, I think they changed it a little bit, but I think it's been there. The big in shape sign. Yeah, but it's a new one. It's a new hmm.
2: design, new colors. It's brand new. But I don't know if it's been there a week and I just never noticed it. Or I just, yeah, I mean, months. I've
1: noticed the side, but I, don't, I didn't notice the, really the change, so I don't know. <laughs> wow,
2: cool. All right, Kenny. Well, um, if uh, people want to find out about you online, of course they can go to petros.tv. Um, they can also follow you online at, or on Twitter at petros media. You're also on Facebook. I will put a link in the show notes to that. Um, and uh, any, anywhere else that you're hanging out online, any other social media sites that you're using that I didn't list?
1: That's about it. That's what I use.
2: That's it. Those are the those are the big ones.
1: Yeah. And and oh, actually no, YouTube. Sorry. Oh, you're on YouTube. YouTube. As well. Yes. Petro's media. YouTube.
2: Okay. Right. The same ones I'm on, pretty much. Then until somebody comes up with a new a new Twitter or a new Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Kenny, thanks for coming on podcast Talk and I appreciate your time. Thank you, Matt. I get the honor this week of filling in for Wes from the Stockton Conference and Visitors Bureau. And this is your Stockton Activities Guide. Well, it's another Stockton Thunder weekend with the Teddy Bear Toss on Saturday, always a crowd favorite. This Friday and Saturday are the final two performances of the St. John Chamber Music Festival. Also, it's the last weekend for two art gallery exhibits at the Knowlton and Tidewater Galleries. For more information on these and other great events, check out VisitStockton.org. And don't forget to sign up for the weekly email to stay on top of all the happenings in Stockton and the surrounding area. Until next time, go out there and celebrate Stockton.
0: Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton, episode 25. We want to thank Kenny McCann for being on the show. If you want to learn more about Kenny, you can... Follow him on Twitter, or you can check out his website, petros.tv. Next week, we want to find out what is your one piece of favorite technology.
2: Yeah. So, if you're stranded on a desert island and you can only have one of your favorite tech toys or gadgets, what would it be?
0: Well, do they have first of all a signal out on that desert island? And <laughs> I know you going to go there. What if the battery runs out?
2: Can you hear me now? <laughs> So uh, if you want to leave comments for the show, leave us a message at 209-565-3229. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. I'm Podcast Stockton. And I'm RJ Villagomis. For links to all the things we mentioned on today's show, visit our site at PodcastStockton.com.
0: And until next time, make it great, Stockton.